Oh yeah, baby. Tell me when you get it. Put this in the front. Guys, come on in. Press that share button. We are here at the table. Got a whole bunch of good stuff here. on in we're getting set up here we are in cincinnati tonight first time we've had the podcast here hello you got brett campbell here i'll introduce him in just a second oh man so when you are ready we'll get going i'll just gotta share this stuff share baby so i'll give you guys a little news flash now i just got back from thailand I didn't think you were gonna make it back. I thought you were gonna love it there too much. And I just did not come back. If I if I could if I could move anywhere in the world, it honestly would be Thailand, folks. If you haven't been, go check it out. It's a beautiful place. Went to Singapore too. I want to give a huge shout out to Jerome Rome Lacey. Uh, he was my travel partner for this past three weeks. Uh, unbelievable time. You can go check out all the pictures we posted and were tagged in. Um, got back last week. It's good to be back. Unfortunately, unfortunately, we didn't do a podcast up there. We were traveling like crazy. We should have done one in Bangkok. Um, it's crazy. When we were gone, the Jackets ended up blowing a 2 nothing lead against the, the Capitals. The Capitals knocked out the Penguins. So who knows if the Jackets could even beat the Penguins if they, if they got a win in that series. Uh, but the times are 12 hours ahead over there. So I had to wake up a day after technically at six o'clock in the morning to watch all the hockey games right. nuts so we're back now we're gonna try to do a podcast every single week i'll be down in cincinnati every other week brett campbell is now joining me i'm gonna call Salute him to soup you. okay his last name's campbell call me soup. You can, every, everybody can call me soup campbell soups chicken noodle clam chowder your preference not mine so bisque tomato bisque not my favorite, but yeah, uh, I can't say I haven't been called that before. So it's the greatest nickname of all time. His father goes by Soup. I had my phone at Soup Senior. Soup Senior. Soup Senior. <laughs> um, we'll be doing a podcast hopefully every week here, every other week, excuse me. Hopefully, we get some people lined up as well to join yeah, us here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm jacked up to finally have you. You've done articles for me so far. This is the first podcast you've ever been on. Yes, sir. Any, any any words wise words for the viewers? Well, I'll say this, um, Bobby. He tried to get the uh, smartest guy he knows on the podcast this week. He said no. He tried to get the most handsome guy he knows on the podcast this week. He said no, and then he asked me, and uh, you know, after turning him down two times, saying no, uh, I thought you know, I might as well do it. What a gentleman! <laughs> what a gentleman! Well, guys, press that share button. We're gonna be diving. In the first part of the podcast, we'll talk about the MLB. We're about 40 games into the season. This is when you can start to see what a team is going to look like going into the dog days of summer. Um, if not, they might have a late start. And then we'll dive into the MVP race. Way too early. Cy Young, all those awards. Who's your favorite to win the, I guess you could say, World Series at this point in the season? I know we are very early when that. And then we're going to talk about the way too early NFL season. We just got done with the draft. Two weeks ago, we'll talk about winners, we'll talk about losers, we'll talk about teams to look out for. What else we got? We got 
Big Ben drama going on in Pittsburgh. We got Soap Opera Central there. <laughs> the worst bad breakup of, or the worst girl you're into but not into at the same time. <laughs> we got the Bengals and Browns with their draft, what they're looking like. And uh, we'll talk about the quarterback overload in this draft. Oh, yeah. Okay? I can't wait. All right. So, again, my name is Bobby Levine. Alongside me now is Brett Soup Campbell. Soup. We are here at his place in Cincinnati. Welcome. Welcome to the JMB Podcast. Thank so you. we're going to dive in now. We're going to talk about baseball to start off. Man, we're here in Cincinnati where baseball originated. Oh. The Reds are horrible. Horrible. Well, yeah, we're, we're officially not the worst team in baseball in anymore. Baltimore, Baltimore, yeah. Uh, they can't even, Reds can't even be tied for the worst team in baseball after this Baltimore game finishes tonight. So I'm happy about that, yes. even if the Baltimore uh, Baltimore gets a win. So. That's a negative thing, but we're to keep it on the positive to start out the, start out the podcast. What is your positive surprise of the 2018 season, less than 40 games in the season? It's, it's going to be the NL East race right now. Um, Braves are on top. They're leading uh, at 20 and 14. They're 12 and 7 on the road this year. That's kind of a surprise to me. Um, but they still got a winning record at home. They're 8 and 7 at home. Um, last year, uh, Julio Turan, he couldn't even uh, pitch a home game to save his life. I think his ERA last year at home was like 5 point something, maybe even into the sixes. Um, but he's pitching a lot better at home this year. So. Um, Dansby Swanson, he's hitting the ball. He couldn't even he couldn't hit the ball if he was standing in the middle of the ocean last year. So, um, you know, uh, he's hitting like 280, 280s. Um, Kurt Suzuki, he was a great addition to them. He, so. yeah, he cannot. He, bad, so just under 300, he's got five bombs, four, 14 runs, and 15 RBIs. Yeah, he's he's been their best addition by far. Um, then they got so much young talent coming up. Ronald Acuna, I mean, he is. He's going to be lights out, if not rookie of the year, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, and then Jose Bautista finally signed with somebody, signed with uh, the Braves this year. That's and uh, he just came up. So he's playing third base. New position for him, but um, he looks pretty comfortable over there so far. So so my surprise, positive outlook, I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. When this guy came up, Sheote Otani. He is an unbelievable superstar coming from the Braves organization. They got penalized by the MLB coming into this year, and so they had to lose all their foreign prospects. Yep. And he was their gem. And then that became a huge race going into it. He didn't want to sign with the major market. He didn't want to sign with the Dodgers. He didn't want to sign with the Yankees. He didn't want to sign with the Red Sox. And he he was talking about possibly going out east, but it – it makes sense for him staying on the West Coast. Yeah, I he's think closer so too. to home. He's got all the fans over there. Right. There's a huge, huge Asian population on the West Coast. Right, especially being in LA. Especially in LA, the guy's an absolute animal. I'll go over his batting average right now, or batting as a whole, stats-wise. I mean, he plays both ways. He broke more records than not in the first month of the season, going back to like to Babe Ruth era almost. Right. He's batting over 333 right now. He's got 10 runs. He's got four bombs. Now, he hit like three home runs in a row game-wise back in early April. He's cooled off yep. since then. He's got 14 RBIs. And then pitching-wise stats, he's 3-1. I mean, that alone right. is amazing. His ERA is a little over four. His whip isn't so bad. It's like a 117? 118 right now. Okay. But, if, I mean, for a guy to go out there, and you're especially playing in the AL, so 
he can DH on his days off that he's not pitching, and when he is pitching, he can take a break from batting. Right. But if he does need to hit, he can't hit, if that makes sense. There, there hasn't been this type of dual player um, that I have seen not in my lifetime. lifetime. No, no. I mean, that, I, I mean, I can't think of anybody, even thinking back before my time, um, who has been this dominant on the mound and who can make a uh, be like a havoc at the other side of the plate. So um, he hits the ball hard. Oh, he's a every positive time. outlook. I mean, the the place goes nuts every time he gets up. Whether he, he's batting or pitching, he he gets those inside pitches better than anyone that I've ever seen. Yeah. So uh, I mean, it's probably <laughs> now now quote me on this. He's probably the best dual player. Uh, being pitching and hitting since Babe Ruth. Yeah, probably. 100%. But you can't, it's so hard to like think back like to our lifetime. The only one I could think of would be like a Michael Lorenzen. But he would only come in for a hit right. late in the game. Right. He's not going to be, oh, I'm going to be DHing this no. game. We have other players on our, on our bench for that. Right. When we I play mean, an AL team. When you got a guy who can throw over 100 miles per hour yeah. on the mound, I mean, how are you not going to use that talent? But then he can come up and drop... You know, three well, he dropped three bombs in a row in three straight games. Well, three straight games with a, a bomb. bomb. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, he's he's just uh, an unbelievable talent. Uh, there was a lot of uh, hype about him coming into the season. Yeah. People were like, "Is he going to live up to it?" So I far, didn't think he so was. Far, I it, think, yes. Is my is spring training month and a half he had? He was horrible. Oh yeah. He yeah. was he wasn't hitting well. He was ERA was sky. Remember this one start he had. They gave up like ten runs yeah. or whatever it was. They pulled him after three innings. Sam Gar tried to trade him. I'm like, I don't want this guy. I think that was kind of getting his nerves out yeah. at that point. He's moving over to a country he's not too familiar with. Yes. So, yeah. So now he's finally made his home here in uh, Anaheim, and I think he's enjoying himself. Absolutely. I mean, the team's playing great right now. They're 22 and 14, eight yep. games over 500. The team hasn't. Made a playoff run in years, and yeah, this could be the team that finally does it. Yeah, yeah. I, Trout has needed a player like this for his entire career now. Yeah, yeah. That's got to be exciting for Trout to get somebody in like Otani who can who can do this. We'll so. talk about the divisions here in a little bit. Now we're gonna go from positive to negative. We'll talk about that in a little bit. I don't want to dive too much into it right now. But what is the biggest disappointing surprise of the 2018 season? Um, well. If you asked me the same question a week and a half ago, it would have been the Washington Nationals. But the Nationals, since then, uh, have won 10 straight games. So they're, they're not the biggest negative. They've been clicking very well. Um, but uh, it's, it's the Dodgers. They're 15-20 and 20, um, after coming off uh, a historic year last year. Um, they're uh, fourth in the NL West. Um, Puig, who he didn't—he uh, wasn't batting so great before he got hurt, but he is injured. He's a big arm out in the right field. Um, he can throw a lot of guys out. A lot of guys don't try uh, taking third base, you know, when they're on first base or if they're tagging up from second. So I mean, that's a big hurt as far as his arm out in the right field. So they're hurting in that department. Kershaw just went on the DL. Um, Turner obviously hasn't stepped foot onto the field this season yet. He's is he going to come back in late May now? Yeah, mid to late May is what they're projecting okay. right now. So. He's going to get his minor league stint in right now to get some games underneath his belt instead of getting thrown in the fire in the MLB. Right, 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 right. But he's making great progress right now. Is what they yeah. keep saying. Yeah, uh, they're definitely the biggest disappointment. Um, 
Kershaw, his ERA was uh, in the twos, I believe. I can look that up right now. Yeah, he his his ERA was in the twos, um, but man, they are just struggling hardcore. Their offense is just not in sync. Uh, it seems like they do get some hits, but it seems like they're all in different innings where they're not scoring a ton of runs. I mean, their their RBI leader is uh, Yasmani Grandal, who doesn't even play every single day. So when you got when you, your best hitter doesn't even play every day because you know he's a catcher and you know he, he's got to keep his legs fresh, you know that's that's hard to keep up with. So I, the Kershaw stats right now he's one in four. I don't remember the last time I've seen four losses on Kershaw in May, probably in his entire career. Well, the thing is they're not getting runs. He's not getting any run support. So he can put up great numbers and he what's his what, what's his, his ERA is two eight six. But I'm saying like even the losses he's he, he gave up one run to San Francisco that was opening day when Joe Panic hit the home run. Yeah, gave up a one no one miss one missed pitch. He gave up two runs his next start to the Arizona Diamondbacks and got lost. If you give up two or less runs, I feel like I mean first off you're getting quality start you're not getting a win that's right. unbelievable. Yep. Then he finally got a win on his fourth start and then his gave up four to Washington on April twentieth and then. He gave up three runs to Miami, but every start of his besides that four runs has been a quality start. He's gone six plus or five plus innings with giving us the three runs. And that's what you you're gonna expect from Clayton Kershaw yes. every single time. And that's that's what you're gonna get. And uh he's just it's unfortunate how they uh, how the Dodgers are looking this year compared to last year. You just didn't expect this. That's I mean I mean wanted. they had the I mean what would they go through their uh they set a record for it was like games fifty six and six. And yeah, six crazy two game that, span or whatever. It yeah, was. In, incredible. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with them, but they cannot hit the baseball. They, I mean, they can just they're in separate innings right now. So I hopefully, they can figure it out. I have a question for you right now with yeah. Kershaw. Now, obviously, as you said, it's complete one eighty from last year. Right. From winning every single night, the ballpark's packed, in at downtown LA, everyone's coming out. The Dodgers are the talk of the town. To this. Kershaw's now been hurt three straight seasons. Is this the end of the greatness we've seen from one of the best pitchers of our lifetime, if not the great? You don't I don't think so. think so. No. I mean, because when he is still pitching, he's gonna be throw. He's gonna be nasty. Is it's not like his he's gonna wake up and his curveball's not gonna break anymore. He's still gonna have that twelve six movement on that curveball, and it drops more than anybody in the majors. And that that will stay like that as long as he's throwing the baseball. So. Uh, I mean, his velocity, unless his velocity, like, dips down heavy, like, where he's not, like, touching low 90s, then I, I don't know. But he can still place the ball. It's not, there's no problem with that. His changeup's really nice. He's got, he doesn't have a problem throwing the baseball. It's just, he's just got to make sure he gets some run support. Now, that's the only thing that's going to be um, on his record if he's got a bunch of losses. But, I mean, his ERA, his whip is going to be low. His strikeouts are going to be up. So, uh, I'm not worried about Kershaw uh, degrading at all, as, as long as his velocity stays in the low low 90s. He had 64 losses coming to the season mm -hmm. his entire career. He's got oh, four wow. right now. Wow. Yeah, that's big. That's I mean, amazing. Honestly, like, the guy's had 10 years of experience. Yeah. He's averaging just, less than 10 losses a year, and right now he's at four. I mean, when you've got a 2.86 ERA, and you still got four losses, that's I mean, that just yeah. tells a lot more about his run sport and his offense he's, than anything. He's so. 30 years old right now. To be dominant for so long at that position has been amazing for him. Right. I mean, literally, yeah, since he's come absolutely. up, he's been unbelievable. Right, yeah. I mean, he's in the Cy Young, uh, he's a Cy Young candidate every single every year. Every single year. year.
and I and he still will be this year. Absolutely. Once but he comes he's down to his offense has got to score more runs if he wants to be more in the talking for it. Yeah, so just, I was going to agree with you on the Dodgers being the biggest disappointment. I'll switch it up on you. There's a lot of teams in that division that can be. I mean, in the NL, not as much. Obviously, the Padres were supposed to be better than this. But I'm going to go up to the AL Central. Okay. Oh, yeah. Let's get started with the Cleveland oh, Indians, folks. Wow. You might as well be a high right now with your Cleveland Cavaliers, your LeBron James playing well. Next podcast, we'll talk about that. But right now, I want to talk about the Indians and how last year was supposed to be the year you got back to the World Series. You had everything going for you. You had the longest win streak in MLB history, almost. Oh. And then you get to the first round, get up two games on the Yankees, <laughs> and then what happened? It's been downhill ever since then. Yeah, yeah, they they they've choked it this year. I can't believe they're. I mean, they what they they got a losing record, don't they? They're eighteen and eighteen right now. Okay, eighteen. They won today to make it make okay. they get up back to five hundred. It's hard for me to th- again for baseball in a small market team like the Indians, like the Reds. You have a window of opportunity. You saw that with the Pittsburgh Pirates for four years. Spain. You saw it with the Reds from twenty ten to twenty thirteen or fourteen. After that year, those years are over, the contracts of these rookie guys end. You've got to sign these guys for long and big-term contracts, and you don't have the money like you do for the Yankees, for the Indians, for the Dodgers, yep. for the Cubs. So what happens? You've got to rebuild. And that's what we saw with Houston being bad for so long. Mm-hmm. You saw that even with the Cubs. They were bad for a long time. Yeah, they yeah, played like yeah, a small absolutely. market. They, they got these rookies coming up through the farm system. And you heard about this coming up, and that's what you saw with the Indians. You have all these young talent guys, Lindor coming up. When you tra- when they traded Shrubal Cabrera, it was like, this guy was a stud. He was on ESPN every night making top ten plays. I'm like, oh, don't worry. Like, we got the shortstop in our minor league system that's going to change the game. And he has so far. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's done his part in, uh, out in Cleveland. 100%. Yeah. But then you, got, you get these guys that are coming to the end of the contract. Kluber's played absolutely phenomenal. I didn't think he was going to win another Cy Young. He did. Yeah. Yeah, he's unbelievable. And then you get all these other guys, and the contracts are going to end, and then you got to pay these guys. Yep. Kipnis is underperformed after playing so well a couple years ago, and it's just it blows my mind to see this team go for so dominant the last two years, and then after this year they got to pay these guys, and it's going to be downhill again. See, and it, and it's funny though because you look at last year's lineup compared to this year's lineup, nothing has really changed. Nothing. And it's like. Kind of the same with the Dodgers. Nothing really changed through their lineup either. And they're both playing. Uh, I mean, Cleveland's doing mediocre. Yeah. I mean, they're they're 500. Uh, so they're doing a little bit better than uh, the uh, Dodgers. Yes. But boy, oh boy. Yeah, they're struggling. I, I, I hate to see it too. It's, I mean, it's early on. I mean, you, again, we can't over exact. I mean, we're still in May. You still, right. I mean, the, the Indians didn't get hot last year till that. July, August part where they went on the twenty was it twenty two games in a row they won. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, don't 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 get me wrong. Like the Indians still have a lot room to improve. Like there's so much time left in the season, but to come out like this and you're playing with the Twins and the, and the Tigers who are god awful right now. Yep. And you're yeah. not competing. So yeah. Uh, and that's another surprise to me. The Twins, how they're playing. I'm I'm just surprised by. How poorly they were playing. Boston's on the DL. He's one of their young studs. Yeah, but I mean, it, that can't be all your offense right no, there. No. I mean, grant for granted, 
they had had a lot of weather postponements because there was so much snow the first few weeks up in Minnesota where they couldn't play. So, I mean, they did see they, – they have played, like, I think four less games than most of the MLB, MLB right yeah. now. So, Did you see the comments that Joey Votto had about that? No. Oh, yeah. Well, they're talking play, they were playing in Minnesota at that time, weren't they? Yeah, uh, yes, they yes, were. they were. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, that was funny. If he you guys was, didn't see that. He was talking about – because he's from Toronto, if you guys know. He's from Canada, and so he loves the cold weather. And he would say, I would love to play this weather all year long, have a 182-game season, 20 more games than it already is, and just keep paying me more. Yeah. He said, let's let's start in March, let's go to November, let's let's play 60 more games. That's 60, what he said. Yeah, 60 more, 60 games. more games. Oh, my God. The, guy, the guy's insane. Yeah, he's funny. He is a character. <laughs> he's a character. Yeah. I think I think the older he gets, the real he, he realizes how much he appreciates the game more. Oh yeah. And he he'll die for the city. So that's cool. You will die for the city. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's good to see. I actually went yeah. back today and read the ESPN article when he signed the ten year two hundred and twenty five million dollar contract and he even commented he was just like, I found a home in Cincinnati, I wanna stay here. And he even said that last year too. He said because yeah. his because con- I think the contract re-ups after this year or something like that but he's like I don't want to go anywhere I want to end my career in Cincinnati I want another he said in the offseason that I want yeah. I want to win multiple titles I here. mean he said he said not one yep not two so I mean I don't know how uh, realistic that's going to be but he wants to and I, he remember he, he, he remembers early on yeah. in his career in 2010 when we first made the playoffs and how fun that must have been and then obviously we had that team our freshman year when we first met right. with Chu. Was it Chu that year? Yeah. Um, no, Chu was the next year. Yes, Chu. So we had Ludwig that year, and Roland was the end of his career, and that was when Frazier was coming up. Jay Bruce was tearing it up Tearing for it up. Us. Cueto was healthy until the, till the Matt game. Matt Latos. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah, that, was a, that was a squad. That was a, I think that was a year all f- the starting five through every single game or something. like That was actually the next year. We lost the wild card yeah, game. Yeah, that was. So... Yeah, no, he wants to stay in Cincinnati. It makes it makes me happy he wants to stay here because obviously he can go anywhere else right. and get major money. But I mean, we got him locked up. All right, so let's let's change it up. Talking about an MVP to the way too early MVP candidates right now. Okay. Uh, there's some players out there right now that are absolutely mur- that murdered the ball in the cold months of April. That can only be great things for fantasy owners moving forward. Right. Who's your MVP in the AL? So the AL MVP right now, it has to be Mookie Betts. Okay. He's batting a 360, highest in the in MLB. Yep. He is uh, batting, he's got 13 home runs, yep. 27 RBIs, uh, 13 home runs, leads the MLB, and 36 runs scored, that leads the MLB. And uh, he'd have more stolen bases than three right now, but he just hits way too many extra base hits that he can't steal third and I mean, if he's hitting, you know, 13 bombs and, you know, the amount of uh, at-bats that he's having, he obviously can't steal any bases if he's rounding them the entire time. So, yeah, he, he's an unbelievable talent. He's he's definitely got got my vote for AL MVP. I'm, I'm writing it down. You voted? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, I'm putting my ballot. You sent it in? Yeah. All right, so I'm looking at that. I'm staying in the same division. I'm going with Didi Gregorius. Okay, yeah. What he's done for the Yankees, it obviously he doesn't play like Jeter. But the way the team's playing around him is a Jeter-esque. Absolutely. I mean, the guy's batting over 300. Obviously, when the the, season, uh, the month of April, so the last like eight games for him, he's kind of cooled off a little bit. Right. I mean, he absolutely tore it up in the month of April since going to May. Now it's cooled off a little bit. Was uh, he uh, April? AL, April. Player of the month. Oh, player of the month. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. He tore it up. 
Um, the way the Yankees are playing right now, since Torres came up from the minors, they've won 17 of 18, I believe. Uh, yeah, 17 me. of 18 playing the Boston Red Sox right now. I mean, the Red Sox tune are, in after see the team. Yeah, no, absolutely. But I'm looking at the standings right now, and those two teams, whoever wins the division or whoever wins this, is going to have the best record in baseball, I think. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is back to the early 2000s when these two yeah, teams were going yeah. for it. The, yeah. The, the, the wild card game, and then whoever would win that would play in the uh, ALDS. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was nuts. But this year it's going to be different because they're going to have the best record, and they're going to have to play the wild card team. Yeah, yep, and uh, yeah, that's that's going to be fun to see how this uh, AL East is going to play out, especially how hot the uh, Red Sox started out, and now how the how hot the Yankees currently are. It's it's incredible, and plus the rivalry is back. They're getting We've the had brawls and stuff. Joe Kelly came in last night. I don't know if you guys watched it. Joe Ke- Kelly came came in last night in the Bronx. He was getting booed heavily when he was running in from the bullpen. Obviously, that was to be expected. But, uh, yeah, I know. That's, that's fun to see. I'm a, I'm a Yankees fan, so, uh, yeah, I that? love it. I, yeah, I know. It's, uh, <laughs> Otani fan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Otani, Otani fan. All right, let's switch up the divisions now. The leagues, excuse me. We'll go to the NL MVP for you. Yeah, so the I have uh, AJ Pollock as my NL MVP. He's batting 308 so far this year. He's got 11 home runs, 31 RBIs, 23 runs scored, and eight stolen bases. He's crushing it in every category. He's uh, already got a Golden Glove out in center field. So uh, I think it was 2015 he took Gold Glove. So. I mean, he's killing it so far this year. Um, hopefully he can stay healthy. That's been his problem in the past, him staying healthy, playing the full seasons. I know two years ago he had a lot of trouble uh, staying healthy and playing the full season. Actually, I think he played maybe a m- month of baseball. I think he played a month, a month of, of baseball, baseball was. total two years ago. Was it your fantasy so, came yeah. back in that September? Yeah. Yikes. But, yeah, no, that's definitely my NL MVP. See, the problem I have with the MVP race is that a lot of times they go for the big names. And when you're going A.J. Pollock, and his stats right now are, yes, he's having a great season, but you put his name on the board against the Bryce Harper, voters like Bryce Harper. Yeah, he's the superstar. The superstar. He's the face of the he's just, he's just got the He's just got the name. That's what it is. So. He is absolutely, he's great for baseball. He wants to make baseball great again. Absolutely. And so I, have, I have Bryce Harper. That's your? That is know? mine. I'm going with him. Okay. I'm switching it up. Uh, he started off the season super hot. He just got his roles changed in the batting lineup. He's now batting leadoff. Mm-hmm. And he is tearing, tearing it up. up. And so that's a dangerous spot. If I mean, the Nationals lineup as it is is dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, and right now, since they've been clicking, they've been on that 10-game win streak yes. right now. Yes, they've been... They've been killing the ball. They, had, they struggled early. But. His batting average isn't that high. It's only 230. But since going to the the leadoff role, he's hit four home runs. It was the first four three or it was yeah no four games he had four home runs. He had two in the in the one game. He's gone on a little cold streak. He's over for sixteen in the last sixteen at bats. He got the night off tonight. He's still the fourth best overall outfielder after going over sixteen. Yeah, that just tells you something. He's got twenty nine runs. He's even got four stolen bases. Damn. So good for him. I love. Bryce Harper, I love what he's doing for the game. His flow is impeccable. Oh, wow. The best flow. He does the best he hair flips. Like flips minus, best hair flips minus Justin Bohr. Um, he has the best hair flips because he has no hair. Uh, yeah. But he still does them. That's <laughs> yeah. the greatest part about Justin Bohr's hair flips. 
He's dangerous. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You don't, I mean, if there's a guy, I mean, his batting swing is so unique as it is. He's just got a whole bunch of cork and torque to it. But he hits smacks the ball so far. Oh, yeah. He had, he had a home run and a broken batter this year. Oh, and that's something I had never, never ever seen, seen before. Uh, I've seen Adam Dunn swing a bat in the bat break without hitting a ball. That was in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. And then I saw a video earlier this week. Did you watch that video about Adam Dunn? No. How weird. They said in the league chat. No, I, I missed oh, it. Oh, my. you got to watch it. It's the most unique stats I've ever seen about Adam Dunn just being an outlier and everything. But, anyways, that's a whole other story. And then you. I didn't have any of the Cy Young awards. You can go over your Cy Young awards. Yeah, so um, my Cy, my AL Cy Young candidate, um, my winner of choice right now um, would be, um, oh, this is uh, Garrett Cole. He leads the AL in Ks right now. He's second in ERA with a 1.29, just behind Justin Verlander, his teammate, who's got a 1.17 ERA. Um, his whip is uh, .7. That's incredible. I mean, you're talking about a guy who just came over from the Pirates, struggled heavily with the Pirates, and Pirates are like, oh, we're going to ship him. Because um, they just, I, I don't know what the Pirates were thinking right before this offseason. Um, they, 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 yeah, they shipped, they shipped everybody. McCutcheon they brought in, too. yeah, McCutcheon, Garrett Cole. They thought they were going to have a losing season. Now they're, they've got a winning record, which they easily could have been my surprise. surprise. Yeah. yeah, it's my biggest positive surprise. Yes. Um, but, uh, I, I mean, I had to go with NL East. Um, but yeah, no. Um, and then my NL Cy Young, I have, uh, Max Scherzer. He's leading the NL on K's. He's second in the NL in ERA, 1.74. Um, and his whip is .85. I mean, he's going to get a ton of wins playing with the Nationals as long as their offense keeps clicking. So I'm not worried about that. And same with Garrett Cole. He's going to get a bunch of wins. I got to see Scherzer when... pitch the opening day. Yeah? Oh, yeah. 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 yeah he, uh... Shut up the Reds. Yeah. <laughs> they real tough uh tough uh, task there, but he got Yeah, the I mean going against Homer Bailey. Oh, yeah. We're not gonna talk about that. <laughs> Twenty one million dollars. I can't. I just that's something I can't. The G- fall into. the, the G though was great downtown. Oh you had yeah, you were out yeah, you were out in yeah. Colorado seeing people. Yeah, I, I had some friends who is not familiar with him or his podcast using those filters and stuff and i'm screenshotting and i'm sending it over and stuff i'm like this is awesome this is so a ton of people were using that i don't know if you guys were all downtown cincinnati but uh he had some geo filters well i think we post them on the twitter page we did post them on the twitter yeah yeah yeah. so that that was uh that that was fun that was good seeing those oh man i wonder if you ever got wind of them who you think homer ever heard of it like oh gosh billy hamilton's like bro look at this Oh man! <laughs> he and he pitched great that game too. You have like oh, one Lord. run. I'm sure Billy saw him. I hope so. Oh, I mean, I come on! So. Yeah, yeah, I, I think, think he was. Yeah, yeah, I 100%. think so. They got the win today, so that's all that matters. I don't think Homer ba- Homer Bailey is the type of guy who just doesn't have Snapchat to me. You know, he's, he's just, just he just doesn't seem like a guy who would have Snapchat. He's got a flip phone, and if he's got <laughs> if he's got Homer Bailey has a flip phone. He has I love a flip it. phone, <laughs> and if not, he's got like a hunting app, like a game where he shoots deer all the time. Oh, that dude loves hunting. Okay. Yeah, well, I'll tell you one thing: he doesn't like is coaching. <laughs> he is not. I've got inside sources, and he is not one to. Um, he's not a coachable player. No, yeah, I mean literally. I mean, I. Uh, yeah, it's just not good. Yeah, I I hate talking about them them and that contract because it just infuriates me. But it ate us up alive. That yeah. was the end. Of the, that was the downfall. Yep. And uh, rookie of the year, early rookie of the year, guys to look out for. Um, 
ML Walker Bueller. You gotta look out for Walker Son Bueller. Gotta 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 name drop Walker Bueller. Um, he is just one kid that just came up. He actually came up last year, threw a couple outings last year. ZRA was inflated last year, but that was the first time he touched the MLB. Comes in this year, and uh, he's been. I mean, he came up um, just because of injuries, and now they're keeping him in the starting rotation because he's doing so well. He's 23, 24 years old, and he's turning 25 in July. Uh, he's going to be uh, once Clayton goes on and um i mean he's he's honestly might be the face of the uh, dodgers in the future yeah so that's gonna be exciting to watch that's my nl um al well ronald kuna watch got, out. yeah he he could make a run for it if they sometimes they don't like going pitchers for uh mvp or rookie of the years um only because pitchers only pitch you know so often five five you know every five days or six days or seven days but you know so um but ronald kuna he's he's just came up for the braves that's a guy if you guys not have heard about him look him up he's a stud he's batting he's tearing it up since he came up he actually uh his first game his first series was against the reds um and he hit his first home run against the reds oh go figure uh, yeah i mean not a surprise there um because that's all we do is give up home runs but um oh man my reds oh, it's hard here <laughs> it's so hard al um rookie of the year um glaber torres from uh the yankees he, he he's oh boy yeah he's he's gonna be uh, a talent that you're not gonna want to miss um actually you probably can't miss him just because he's just gonna be in the news all the time so he's gonna be uh my al guy so. now uh, we i'm not gonna talk about the rookie of the years but i'm gonna stick with Otani being that if yeah. he does get what I did I say we say rookie of the year already no 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 what I have Otani winning MVP MVP no no we already did rookie no we didn't do, oh we were just talking you talk oh, about biggest the biggest surprise okay biggest, biggest surprise. surprise okay never mind yeah he's gonna win I, in my opinion if the Angels make the playoffs he wins rookie of the year yep yep now yes he might pitch every five too. days but sure he's hitting out in between that right right so. Yeah, don't get me wrong, Torres is a great talent and will be a great superstar for the Yankees moving forward. But as Sam Barrow says, show he mo he. Show he mo I love it. Show me money. Yeah, that's what's going to happen when he gets his payday. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so we're going to switch topics now. Going in. Okay. Going into the NFL. All right. Let's do it. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm born ready. You're born ready. Lance Stevenson. Born ready, Lance Give me some kisses. All right. So the draft of 2018 for the NFL happened two weeks ago. It was in Philly, Dallas. No, Dallas. Dallas. Yes. I was in Thai, I was in Singapore getting updates. Yeah, we'll excuse you for that. Though. I want to give a huge shout out to Jerome Baker. He's been on the podcast before last year in July. He was drafted by the Miami Dolphins in the third round. So we can check it off. We have now a professional player join the podcast. So. Jerome Baker, unbelievable talent. I will wish you nothing but greatness moving forward. Playing down in South Beach. Hey, buddy. A guy from Benedictine High School in Cleveland, Ohio, is now playing <laughs> yeah, for the Miami awesome. Dolphins. And uh, I wish him nothing but the best. Um, Absolutely. Buckeyes all across the board. <laughs> yes. Holy smokes. I was just like, oh, another one. Oh, another one. But um, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Who was the biggest win? 
Oh, the biggest draft win? Win. Uh, definitely the Denver Broncos. You go with the Broncos. And why is that? The Broncos, how they were able to sneak and uh, get Bradley Chubb at number five. Defensive end from uh, NC State is beyond me. There is absolutely no way that that kid should have dropped to number five. He definitely should have gone three, four. Um, but uh, that's just how the cards played out. Um and <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know how he slips. I mean, the Browns should have taken him if they were going to use that pick. But we'll get into that um, when we're talking about Browns. Um, he's just a freak athlete. I mean, he's paired up with Von Miller, um, especially. I mean, Von Miller, he's a stud, a freak. Um, one of the best athletes oh, in the NFL. Oh yeah, absolutely. One of the best pass rushers. Um, so, I mean, being paired up with him, uh, Cortland Sutton from, uh, well, wide receiver, he's got great hands, big, uh, big target, um, especially when you got Case Keenum coming in. So you got an, a new fresh guy. Uh, of course, they got Demarius, but that's going to be a good guy to be matched up a, a with Demarius. I mean, if you're looking at the Broncos' draft choices, they're saying that their first five round picks could all be starters on their team. Now that says a lot about their team last year and how terrible they were last year. Yep. But uh, now they got a fresh quarterback in, not not from the draft, but uh, Case Keenum, who they signed in the offseason. Um, so, yeah, I mean, but uh, Cortland Sutton, I mean, he's got, he's he, they compare him to, one, Demarius Thomas, and two, uh, Alshon Jeffrey. So um, he had ridiculous numbers for, uh, SMU in the AAC so I know it's uh, that conference isn't the best conference um, but he'll be able to show off why he he was uh, I mean he I mean he was projected first round they got him in the second so yeah um, he's great talent they're they're gonna have a field day out there they had a great day my I mean obviously my uh, my favorites of who won the draft so okay who, who'd you who'd you like I'm gonna say I hate to say it, but I'm going to stay in the AFC North here, being in Cincinnati. I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens. Wow, okay. 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 Now, on the draft itself, I was saying this guy from the, from the beginning was going to be a stud. Um, they ended up, their first draft pick they had ended up being a tight end from South Carolina, Hayden Hurst, at number 25. And I thought, okay, they're going to be fine. That's, they'll go to the next round. We'll see what happens. Well, n no. Mm -hmm. Ozzie Newsome, his final draft ever being on the head of that organization decides to trade up. He goes, you know what? I'm going to make this day on Thursday a little interesting. And he goes out and gets the former Heisman Trophy quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, that's a big surprise for now, me. Especially when you get that elite quarterback in Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco, he just got elite paid. quarterback. I mean, he just got that contract, too, not too, like, a few years ago. So, so I mean, especially going quarterback first round. So that's the thing. So you, I mean, it's for a lot of teams in the AFC North that happen. I mean, every team besides the Bengals drafted a quarterback in the AFC North. And we'll get to the Pittsburgh Steelers a little later. We already know about the Browns drafting number one. Um, but Lamar Jackson, in my opinion, is going to be one of the best players of this draft. Now, a lot of people are overlooking because they, they see a, a running style quarterback. They know how that happens and what happens to those guys in the NFL, right. which is fine. But when he played at Louisville, when they finally went to the pro-style offense, he played the best. Now, when you got to run around the backfield and get tired every single play, yeah, then he's going to make some bad throws. But when you get a coach 
like Harbaugh, and you got a Joe Flacco to sit behind if you, when you need to, and you can study him and, and become a better. I mean, yeah, we might make fun of Flacco for being elite or whatever. The guy's got a Super Bowl ring right. under his yeah. name. Yeah, absolutely. Only a can't select few have that as a starting quarterback. One hundred percent. You can't. You can't diss the guy. Same thing as Eli Manning. Eli Manning might play horribly some games. The guy's got two. Yeah. And he beat the best team of our lifetime. He's getting old. He's getting old. But I'm just saying, like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so hard to knock the guy when right. you've done it before. Right. Yep. They also got Orlando Brown out of Oklahoma, your boy. They got another Oklahoma, Mark Andrews. Big tight end. Ooh, big Huge boy. tight yeah. end. Yeah, that was a big pickup. He's really good. He's got good hands, and he can block. That's the biggest thing. That guy can block. So They got Anthony Everett out of Alabama. Any Alabama player, any Ohio State player is going to be a top-notch athlete. They were coached the right way. They were being. They will be a top athlete coming out of high school, top athlete in college, obviously. He was picked in the fourth round. They had a lot of picks. They had three fourth-round picks. They had Kenny Young, inside linebacker. They got another wide receiver. We got two more after that. But let me talk about the receivers. Now, going into this year, there was a big question mark. Well, they went out and they got some wide receivers all over the board. They got Michael Crabtree to help that lineup. And that, in my opinion, is a huge thing. Leaving Oakland after his career's been there, and it was was Oakland and San Fran. And now he's over playing. playing. They always seem to get wide receivers like that. Michael Campanero has been there since last year. John Brown out of Arizona. And then they got Brashard Pierman. And they almost were able to get, I mean, they offered, I shouldn't say almost. They Des offered Des. They offered Des. Um, and he didn't take it, which he definitely should have now that he didn't get a contract before the draft. That doesn't look good for him. No, he, Of course he will. He will get a contract. He wants a one-year deal. I don't know if anybody wants to give him a one year. That, that, I mean, wait a minute. You see that? You see the they signed? <laughs> oh yeah, Devere Posey. Yeah, your they boy. Do. Yeah, a Gray Cup uh, MVP uh, in the Canadian Football League. Oh, I, I forgot they got Willie Sneed too out of New Orleans. Jeez, That's what I forgot it was. They got. He's like the two or around. three guy behind uh, Michael Thomas out there. Love, going love, love Devere Posey, but. The amount of wide receivers they just got the draft, the talent that they have gotten the off season, I wouldn't be surprised if Javier unfortunately to gets dropped. Yeah, after him just signing. He went to LaSalle though with you. Yeah, yeah, he went. I, That's why I give a shout. That's why he's his boy. Yeah, yeah, went to LaSalle. Went to my high school. Shout out Lancers. Lancers roll deep. Lancers roll um, So, but yeah, good guy. If you guys, if you guys are watching right now, you want to give your opinion on your top, I guess pick or draft picks for team wise you can comment below uh now let's talk about the browns let's go to cleveland the browns the browns have the number one and the number four pick overall folks and i was i was in singapore at this point actually no it was a thailand about a week before i get a notification on my phone and it says the browns are heavily looking at the quarterback out of the oklahoma sooners Baker Mayfield, and really, really interested in him. See, okay, here's my thing with the Browns pick. First off, explain you're, you're an Oklahoma fan. Yes, I, I am a big Sooners fan. I I, I mean, I Boomer Sooners, all day, every day, um, big fan. But here's the thing. I don't know why they were so set on getting a quarterback at that number one slot. And they had the number one, they had the number four, currently. Yes. Um, and... I don't know why they were so set at getting one 
getting one at number one if they were so set on Baker Mayfield. And here's why. Because you could, you should have gone, this is what the Browns, in my opinion, should have done. Um, I think a big need for them would have been to get a stud running back, Shaquan Barkley. Um, so he, he should have gone number one. Um, and he, Baker definitely would have been there at number four. Yes. Absolutely. I honestly think that they could have traded that number four pick and traded back to early teens and still got Baker Mayfield. Um, and then they would have got more draft picks in that trade. Yeah. So uh, it was kind of disappointing to see how that turned out. Um, oh, man. I mean, the problem with, with that scenario, though, you look at it. So there was they were talking about Darnold going one, and then after that it could have been anyone from Allen to Rosen – I guess in between you could have gotten Baker Mayfield, but it was Donald, Allen, Rosen were the top three. Yeah. And then so you could saw right out right after the Browns and take Saquon Barkley at number one. Giants were like, forget the quarterback, we're getting the best overall player in the combine that showed out yep. for us. Where to get him? And then the quarterback started dropping because it's like, oh wow. The Broncos don't need a quarterback right now because they just got out and got Kirk right, Cousins. Right. So the, we don't need one. The Jets got their quarterback. The Browns already got their quarterback at four, so the quarterbacks are dropping. The Colts aren't getting a quarterback with luck. No. So, that, again, that drops another spot. The Bills then draft a quarterback, even right. though they got rid of Tyrod Taylor. They still got uh, McCarron in the trade with right. the Bengals. And then you look at the Bears don't need a quarterback right now. They, they, got, all, they got theirs in Trubisky last year. The Niners don't need a quarterback. Right. They, they, got, they, got, the they got Jimmy G. Jimmy G coming out west. And then all of a sudden you see number 10 with Josh Rosen and you see what the comments were. Boy, so, and Josh Rosen was not happy. Nine, he said, there, he got he got drafted 10th. He said nine mistakes were taken before he, me. He's going to play with a chip on his shoulder. Well, first off, I was reading this article. He's a Jewish guy from Southern California. Comes from a lot of money. But the coaches that were coaching him coming up saying, if you don't give this guy material to learn, he gets bored. And that is the thing you want to have because you want to keep giving this guy more information for him to learn the playbook, learn more of this, learn more of that. Because once you get bored, it's like, okay, what? He wants to have the most information. This guy's a smart guy. His dad's oh, yeah. a doctor. Yep. You kidding me? Yes, you want this guy on your team. And now you got him pissed off at 10? Yeah. Arizona? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Are you, who, want, who doesn't want to play in Arizona? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a lot. I mean, it's, it's an indoor stadium for, for that. I yes. Mean, uh, he's he's going to like it there in Arizona, yes. no doubt about that. Oh, he's going to tear it up. But I'm saying, like, just, he's going to be happy that he fell. I mean, at the end of the day, right, right. he loses some money, sure. But, no, it's going to be it's gonna be interesting seeing all this what goes on with the Browns, but they just screwed up so much. Yeah. Every year it's the same thing. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to comment on this a little bit. Now, I'm not a Baker Mayfield fan. Obviously, he kind of hurt my feelings being a Buckeye fan, playing the flag. Kind of childish. He's got some stuff on him. Yes, Dorsey and the Browns organization is a little cocky himself, so that, that their personalities meshed. When they right. met, it was perfect. I guarantee when he met Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold wanted to be number one overall. He wanted to come out of there and be that Matt Liner, Carson Palmer era of like, the dominant quarterbacks. Well, the problem I have with Baker Mayfield is the guy's undersized. Yep, he is. He's not an NFL-type quarterback, and that's why I loved 
Lamar Jackson. The guy's massive. He's humongous. He can move. And the and Baker, when I, especially in that champion or the semifinal game against was it Georgia when they Georgia, lost? Yep. He didn't perform in the fourth quarter and overtime. They had a lead and they blew it because he yeah. couldn't move the ball. Yep. And then I look at the rest of the draft picks the Browns had. They got Denzel Ward. Now listen again, being a Buckeye fan, I love Denzel Ward. He played absolutely outstanding this entire year in the secondary for Ohio State. That was so weak. But who was gonna block for Baker Mayfield when you lost one of the best offensive linemen in our lifetime? Yeah. Joe he, Thomas is done. Who's gonna fill a guy that has not missed a snap until he got hurt his entire career? So that that's my thing with the Browns. It's like you draft the the fourth best or fifth best quarterback in the fifth in the first round, way above where you needed to go. You could, like you said, drop back, traded back, got your picks and got more players, and then you settle with Baker at one. Saquon goes two, and the best player. I kept saying, get Gates, get Saquon, get Saquon, get Saquon. The Giants were smart. They didn't say anything. They were like, okay, we're looking at Darnold or we're looking at Rosen. They had an option at both those guys, right. number two, and they're like, forget them. We don't need them. We got to get right. them anyway. You got it. You got to take the best overall player in Saquon Barkley. I mean, he should have gone number one. He should have. There's and no doubt about it. You look at all all the other all the other draft picks besides the Browns. They got their need. Yeah. Yep. The Giants got a running back. They've got Eli Manning. That's set right there. Like that's fine. That's what they needed. Then you go to the Broncos, get another defensive stud. Get I, another defensive like stud. Like I said, that he should have gone to the Browns at number four. Yep. Um, not not Denzel Ward is is a phenomenal talent, but he is not the talent that Bradley Chubb is. I mean, there's no way that he should have dropped that far. Obviously, the Giants couldn't have t- don't take him at number two, um, and Jets need a quarterback at number three. So he would have he would have gone. He should have gone to the Browns at number four, or Ah, man, yeah. I, I, he's going to be playing with a big chip on his shoulder. You look at after that, the Colts. What have the Colts been needing to help protect Andrew Luck offensive line? They get the number one offensive lineman out of Notre Dame, Quentin Nelson. Dude's humongous. Oh, big hands. He, he does a great job keeping his hands in, inside, and that's what you want to see. You don't want to get those hands outside. You get a lot more holding calls. He, he barely had any holding calls in yep. college. So... Yeah, no, that was a great that was a great draft. I mean, uh, the, the whole top ten is correct besides the Browns. It literally blows my mind. Yeah. Like you look at you look at the Bills. Yeah, they got McCarron, so now you got another quarterback going against him with Josh Allen. Josh Allen's a stud out of Wyoming. The guy's gonna be a gunslinger. Might be the same. I mean, Wyoming and the Buffalo might be the same thing. Freezing cold. Like he's gonna be saying the same. It's not going from like Los Angeles with Donald and USC to like freezing Buffalo. It's freezing in both places. So he knows how to play in the cold. Right. Then you go to the Bears. The Bears have everything offensive-wise. They need defense. You got Roquan Smith, best linebacker in the class. Or I guess second behind. I guess you could put Chubb, possibly an outside yeah, linebacker spot. Maybe. Maybe. But you got him out of Georgia. Then you go offensive tackle Mike McCringer out of Notre Dame again with the Niners and protect Jimmy G. It See, worked out perfectly for everyone. Right. But you're saying it worked out. It worked out for everybody. But if the Browns taken it like they should have. Yes. It would have shaken, shaken, yes. shaken up that whole board. But I, I mean, think every other top ten right. team besides the Browns are happy right now. The Browns did what the Browns do every single year and they right. screw up. Right. Yeah. All right. So we are in Cincinnati once again, guys. We got to talk about the Bengals. Got got to talk about the Hoodies. This yeah, is yeah, the yeah. first time in the last ever that Mike, not, I guess the Brown family doesn't get to pick the, their picks. It was Marvin Lewis. He wanted full control of his draft last year. 
they might have picked one of the biggest bonehead draft picks of all time. They got Ross out of Washington, a guy you don't oh, need, John yeah. Ross receiver, because he broke the 40-yard dash record. The guy saw maybe 10 plays in the NFL this past year because yeah. he got hurt and couldn't yeah. stay on the field. And, and actually, they just didn't play him even when he was healthy. Marvin so. said he, might, he was a bust right from the get-go. He right. didn't want him. And then you see, after the season ended, the Bengals do not fire Marvin Lewis. And I will still praise... Marvin Lewis for staying here. He's, I know a lot of people here in Cincinnati do not like Marvin Lewis. The guy runs the program the right way. I, Mr. Campbell's right over here. He just got home from dinner, and I, I don't know what his opinion on that is, but my opinion is the team never gave up on him the last two games of the season. They dis, they beat the Lions, and they eliminated the Lions from the playoffs, yep. and they sunk the ship of the Baltimore Ravens, which makes me happy being a rival team of them. And then all of a sudden, we're, we have alliances with the Buffalo Bills the rest of our lives. Yeah, <laughs> Buffalo Bills will pray if we say yeah, if we go to we go to a bar in Buffalo and say, you know, we're dying our Bengals fans. They will buy us a beer. Oh 100%. yeah, absolutely. So Buffalo is going to be my next place I visit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about maybe they're in the summer. I don't know about the winter time. <laughs> so this was his draft from the get go. He's got his coaches. He wants. Where does he go? He stays in the state of Ohio, and this is the first draft I can remember where the Bengals finally draft a Buckeye at the right position at the right time. Yep. Now, if you look at our rivals, the Pittsburgh Steelers, who were they loaded with throughout their entire 20 seasons of our lifetime and been dominant with? Buckeyes. Antonio Holmes destroyed the Bengals every year when he was in his prime. Buckeye. Look at their defense. I yep. mean... Other than Shazier going out this right, year, right, right, the guy right. Was I mean, even absolute, before he did, that's what I'm saying. He's a stud, right? They had Will Will, uh, Will Smith as a defensive back from Ohio State, and then Cameron Hayward as a defensive captain. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I mean Buckeyes everywhere, right? Everywhere. So, very happy with that uh, first Bengals choice. So Ohio, so the Bengals end up drafting Billy Price, center for Ohio, from Ohio State to the Bengals, and he could play anywhere on that offensive line, and and. And, I mean, he was a center for uh, the Buckeyes, and that's honestly a position that we were just fumbling in and out of. Um, not not literally, but, I mean, with certain players, we yes. were filling in a bunch of players at center last year. So that was a big position that we needed to fill. Offensive line, that was probably our worst offensive line, and I don't, I mean... Ever. That, <laughs> I mean, in my... In, in my uh, Lifetime that was the worst offensive line I have ever seen. But Andy Dalton got no blocking last year. But Marvin did the right thing. He went. He went to Buffalo. He ended up trading for Cordy Glenn, a former yes. second round pick by the Buffalo Bills, who's been a stud for them. So we add him to the line. He's 28 years old, right in the prime of his career, yeah. athletic career. Then you go out and get a, a a top talent. And Billy Price would have, I think, got drafted higher. He actually tore his. I forget arm one of his arm muscles yeah. in the combine bench pressing, and so now you got Bowling, Price, and Glenn on the left side. Now the right side's gonna be interesting. We got Fisher, who was a, was he a first round draft? Was that the first round draft? Yes. Pick? Okay, yes, so Fisher, Fisher was. was a couple years ago. That right guard position is the only if spot, but that's the weakest part of the line that always right. gonna be there. Right. Yeah. So we have a whole new line. Point. The first thing that Andy Dalton did was take them out for lunch or dinner. They bought him and I think Billy Price and his wife dinner. Yeah, that's how it should be. It I should mean, be. you wanna you wanna get those guys in the right mindset. You can't can't not buy them dinner. I mean, if you don't, then they're not gonna be blocking for you. 
So, I mean, that's what I've heard, at least. <laughs> yeah. So, other than that, though, looking at the Bengals, were you happy with the whole draft? Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I was I was actually uh, really happy. I mean, in our second round, we filled in and got uh, Jesse Bates from Wake Forest. Ooh, that that was guy, a, was he had so many receptions. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, he, he is a magnet to the football. Um, that's a, the defensive uh, backfield is a, definitely a spot that we needed some help at. Uh, so he's our he's going to be our starting safety. Well, um, Pac-Man's gone, so the whole secondary is going to change. Thank God, I'm over Pac-Man. Uh, he he causes too much trouble. He's getting in. He gets in too many fights off the field. Um, right. Gets arrested. Yeah, driving 142 miles per hour with no hands on the steering wheel while on Instagram Live. Good guy. But, uh, yeah. Um, Pac-Man played great for the years he was here. I don't care what you say. Well, great punt returner. But his <laughs> off the field was just something that I, I'm not a fan of. Um, but uh, then we got another boy from OSU. Yes. yes. Your boy from here, though. Yes. Sam, Sam Hubbard. Sam Hubbard yeah. is going to be a absolute stud, folks. I was, Unreal. I told my mom the night before, so I she, she when I was in Singapore on an app called Marco Polo, you just send like video chat to everyone. She messaged me. She goes, well, are you happy with Billy Price? After the first one, I said, yeah, I'm absolutely 100% happy with this. But the next day, which is Friday, is the second and third rounds. And that's where the money guys go. Right, yeah. And those are the guys that are, are going to be helpful. Not the big biggest names, but they could be big names. Right, yeah, yeah. They yes. need to fill in positions. Maybe they stayed an extra year in college too long. Or in Sam Hubbard, he hasn't played enough in his entire college career. I mean, that's one of the only times he's ever played football. He was a just... Unbelievable oh, athlete. Yeah. Was he a rugby player? Uh, I think it was a rugby player. Was he? Rugby? Yeah, I think it was a rugby. I mean, the dude's an absolute stud. So I am I told my mom, I said, I'm really looking forward to where Jerome Baker goes, where Taekwon Lewis goes, and then where Sam Hubbard goes. And I'd be so happy if he stays home. And then, what do you know? He stays Perfect. home and gets him. And I and yep. we went him. Home. And then we also got uh, Malik, Malik, Malik Jefferson. Texas. This guy oh, was the Jeff. number one defensive player last year in college football. He's flying all over the ball. Hits guys harder than I've ever seen. And we so, need someone to step up when uh, Vontaze Perfect is just out gets for. suspended. Again, I mean, he's out for the first four games of the season, but uh, the referees are all over him. They've Every got time. their eyes yep. pinned down on him, and uh, so does the NFL. So it, it won't be surprising to me if he some at some point gets another suspension. Um, so that's, a, that's another uh, position that it's going to be very helpful. And then after that, I don't know if you saw the tape for Mark Walton, the running oh back for Miami. Gosh. Dude, Dude. he is probably the first or second um, guy who just runs north and south running back-wise. Um, he, he he's not going to make a ton of guys miss, but he is a real punisher. I mean, he's just going to go run over guys, not caring who it is. Yes. So uh, that he's going to be interesting to see. Now, now we have uh, we've got Mark Jordan. Walton, Gio Bernard, and um, Mixon. Joe Mixon in our backfield. So, so it's funny be... we, we got rid of Hill. Right. The funny stat about Hill before before I change subjects on that Hill tweeted out someone like was like he he had, he's had the most carries in a row since fumbling last. His last fumble was in the playoff game against the the Pittsburgh Steelers, yep. and he he some for some odd reason this guy quote tweets it and goes why does everyone hold this over me. 
Dude, you um, lost as a playoff game. What do you mean? Why are we holding this over? You literally cost the Bengals you, a playoff win. If you could hold on to that football just for a few more seconds put, until your knee yeah. touched the ground, I mean, I mean that that playoff would have been that the playoff. Game, it's over. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, the game's over, but that playoff. Uh, I mean, we would have got the our first win, been, man. Our first win like, in my lifetime against the Pittsburgh uh, Steelers. I have not seen it. I don't oh. know. Yeah, so they they get rid of they get rid of Jeremy Hill and they get this guy Mark Walton who reminds me of Duke Johnson. Yeah, and yeah, Duke Johnson yeah, what he does what he does in Cleveland is their offense. Yeah, on third and twenty they're giving him for a check down he gets seventeen yards. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's he, like I said he's not going to be a guy who's going to make a ton of people miss but he's going to got he's going to be a guy who puts his nose down into the defenders and he's just running north and south he's not going to be a guy who's just running sideline to sideline so he's just going to be running north and south um great talent so. i got pumped though when jeremy or not geo bernard and the tweeting was like this running back room is going to get interesting yes well and first off he's the oldest one in the room now <laughs> and that's funny because he's young he's young he's been only been in the league for two or three years actually maybe four now I think, yeah three or four and then you got Mixon, who's his second year. Yep. And he was a stud last year for the Bengals. But if they, any of these guys trip up, you got this young stud hungry, ready to go. We dropped right. it in the fourth round. Now after that, the fifth, the fifth to the seventh round are always guys where you're just guessing and hoping they'll pan out. Right. Yeah. Or absolute hope, like cross your fingers. Now we got a couple guys at Illinois State. I'm not going to be like, I know this guy. Right. Devontae Harris, cornerback. Andrew Brown, a defensive tackle from Virginia. The only guy I do know is Logan Woodside from Toledo. A quarterback. The Mac. The Mac. Now, this guy tore it up. We got him from the New England trade. Will, it, will, will he pan out? Who knows? Right. Obviously, right now, right. Marvin Lewis is putting all his chips in one basket and staying with Andy Dalton as we got rid of AJ McCarron. We right. need to get a quarterback, and that's what we do. But I'm just saying, for here on out, these guys below Mark Walton. Are just cross your fingers and hope they pan out. Right. I'm happy to see this happen right now. These guys, I mean, I cannot wait until we after the the, the mini camps get over, and the training camps are, are done, and we're getting the spring training. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, uh, preseason football, August. I mean, we're getting close. Oh yeah, football's right around the corner. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. We're gonna be starting up soon. There already got voluntary stuff going on. I actually, and, and a guy that I liked was our last pick, um, Rod Taylor. Odden Tate. Oh, Odden Tate. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, he's boy, a yeah. big body. He's from Florida State. Right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, he catches the ball well. He's got secure hands. He catches the ball well across the middle of the field, which is always what you like to see. So he can hold on to the ball. Um, he can make guys miss, but he's also just a big body. So that's going to be, a, I, think a, I think, a guy who can be pretty impactful um, and surprisingly impactful early. Uh, for the Bengals, and, and not some guy that you would expect to be talent coming out of the seventh round. So, so you're you happy with the, with the Bengals overall? Yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. I, I think we we definitely got most of our needs covered. Offensive line, we did a great job, um, especially with the trade with Buffalo. So that getting getting uh, Glenn in, um, and then we got another defensive lineman, a linebacker, uh, a safety. Yeah. So I mean, we covered a lot of our bases that were our weak points. So. Yeah, I'm happy. We should, we could have got a defensive tackle at some point. That's what I would have liked to seen. We got the guy but, Andrew uh, Brown out of Virginia again, but it's a fifth round. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I would. Uh, yeah, no, I think they did a great job. Um, yeah. All right, so we're gonna stay in the AFC North. We gotta cover Pittsburgh. Uh, 
Do we right. have to? We have to. <laughs> we absolutely have okay, to, unfortunately. So, I called you up last night driving down, and I wanted to, or was this today? Yeah, today. Um, oh, yeah, it was earlier. I wanted to talk about the metaphor we have, I have for being Ben Roethlisberger. So, you're at a bar, being a guy, and you meet this girl, and she ends up being, she puts you in the friend zone. And you really, really like this girl, and she's giving you attention, being a friend, you're trying to put work in with her, trying to take her out on the date, she's not committing, and then you finally give up on her after two months, three months of trying. And you find another pretty girl, and you, you come back to her and like, you know what, I, I like this new girl, and then all of a sudden she gets mad at you. She goes, no, 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 let's go out. You're like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> I've been asking for the last three months to go out with you for a long period of time. You have been giving me nothing. And then all of a sudden, I find another person, a very beautiful girl, and then you're coming to me. Like, what? what is this? And this is why I could, my thing with Ben Roethlisberger is the Steelers wanted to make a long-term relationship with him. And he just hasn't budged. Last year, going into the year, he was contemplating retirement. Yep. Okay, that's fine. You had a great year this past year. You couldn't get by the first round of the Jacksonville Jaguars at home. That's not his fault. The defense didn't show up. Right, he yeah. put up 41 points and lost. 38 or something like that. So what do the, the Steelers do? Oh, the Steelers go out in the third round and get a quarterback out of Oklahoma State. And what happens? Big Ben cries a... Oh, he throws yeah. a fit. I love that. I, I, mean, I mean, I think it's hilarious, but it's oh, like, yeah. what? why are you getting mad... After we told you, you know what, we want you to be our quarterback. And he goes, I can be quarterback the next five years, three to five years. All right, well, Mason Rudolph is a stud coming out of Oklahoma State, and you're getting all pissy about it. It's like, what do you want? What do you want from us? Right. You I don't mean, commit to us. What are we ben, supposed to do? Sit there with our hands in our pocket? Big Ben, he he can't play forever. He can't. Um, mentally, he thinks he's, he can. His body says no. Oh. After every game, he's going to be putting on that walking boot, um, especially after the bad ones. Um, he's going to be throwing on that walking boot just to say, oh, my, my foot hurts. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, they just struggle city over there. I, I, yeah, I think the whole scenario there is comical. Um, it, uh, I don't even know what to say. I. If they're in a weird position right now, though, just with this going, it's negative PR for them. On um, they had great PR with the Shazier, and obviously the league loving him. I, I mean, rightfully right. so. I'm not right. saying yeah, don't like Shazier. It's just it's a horrible scenario. What happened? He led it with his head, and that's what happened. Like it, whether he plays again or not, the Steelers did also a good thing with signing him. I guess they, oh, I forget what they put him on the pup list. Yeah, they put him on so, the pup so list. they're paying for his, his medical stuff. He is getting, he's they're guaranteeing his contract Yes, now, which is amazing, amazing that right? he is guaranteed that money after the scenario that went down. Yes. Um, that's terrible. Um, but that's a class, that's class, class act by, yes. by, by the Steelers. Caps off to them. And then on top of this, though, then you get this coming in before even camp has happened. And it's going to be super awkward when they go to the quarterback room. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You're telling me you're going to have to sit in a room with Mason Rudolph and Big Ben. And Big Ben was even saying, like, I don't know if he's going to be the second the backup quarterback. I'm like, what are you making decisions for right now? You're not the depth chart god. Yeah. Yeah, that's just, uh, it, it, it's, like I said, comical to see how that's 
going to play out this year. It'll be it'll be interesting to see if Big Ben will actually eventually take him under his wing and uh, coach him through some things. No, they don't um, do that. But quarterbacks but like are hard nosed. What did Brett Favre ever help and like mentor Aaron Rodgers? He didn't. That's why Aaron Rodgers had a chip on his shoulder. Was like, forget this guy. Yeah. See, well, uh, I can see. I can't say much there. I was named after Brett Favre. True story. Uh, Drew, my, I have a brother named Drew. He's named after Drew Bledsoe. Um, but uh, shout out Drew. Hey Drew. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think uh, uh, that would be interesting to see how that plays out in in Pittsburgh because that's just they got four quarterbacks on the roster now. They have. Big Ben starting right now. They got Landry Jones, who I think yeah. they're gonna give up on. I mean, yeah, he, they will. He he's been there for five years now. He's had his opportunities with the uh, the amount of opportunities that he. I'm a. I mean, like I said, go, go Sooners. Yeah. yeah, go Sooners. Go Sooners. Um, but he's just not panned out in the league. I mean, he's definitely had his opportunities with Big Ben getting hurt in the past. So, um, but yeah, there's no way that Big Ben's gonna be able to stay healthy for the next. I would say two years. I'd say Big Ben maybe has two years left. He, his his body's gonna break down. He's got one bad hit away from being done. Yeah. If someone rolls on that ankle and breaks it, I mean, he's, I mean, he's, he's gonna, gonna shatter. I, I feel like he could step, and that ankle is just gonna shatter. <laughs> it's like a weak branch limb right now. <laughs> Dude, it's a, it's gotta be hanging on like yeah. threads. So, and then there I got Josh Dobbs, and he's a genius out of Tennessee. But right. when is he gonna get a chance? And I, I, out of all these quarterbacks, yeah, I, Mason Rudolph is giving me the, the last time I've seen him, and he's performed well in college. Josh Dobbs never wowed me in college. Right. And then Landry Jones, the last time I saw this guy come in, he threw an interception to Devontae's perfect in the wild card game. The game was over. Right. And the next play, we see Jeremy Hill fumble the ball. Right. It all comes full circle this podcast. Yep. Absolutely. Full circle this podcast. So we'll see what happens. Um, if I was Big Ben, I wouldn't come out and say that. That just... Whether you're pissed off, or, then show right. it on the field. Right. Don't right. get right. hurt. Don't put us in a bad position if you're a Steelers fan and be like, well, if he gets hurt, we're going with Landry Jones or Josh Dobbs. No, I want a quarterback that can win now, and that, in right. my opinion, is yeah, Mason Obviously, Rudolph. they don't feel that about Josh Dobbs. Mason He's Rudolph goes pro last year. He's a top 10 pick. Yeah. Yep. He, he didn't perform as well as he did the year before. That's why he dropped. Well, neither did Josh Allen this year either. But, yes, exactly. But, I mean, when he you got those intangibles like like Josh Allen does, yeah, he's a he's a elite quarterback. He's got big hands, looks good in shorts. Uh, yeah, <laughs> shout out the uh, big cat. Um, yeah, there you go. Yeah. So the last question is quarterback wise in the entire draft. Let's see if I can get a QB thing here. Um, who is going to be the best quarterback out of this draft, and who's going to be the most impactful the fastest if that makes sense well here's the list of quarterbacks here too. right right we got darnold rosen mayfield lamar josh allen uh mason rudolph um i think those are like the top tier guys who are uh, i could maybe leave one out of that list maybe two out of that list is is the most impactful guys that they're gonna have no, what <laughs> uh, JT uh, there? Yeah, he's he's telling me JT. Yeah. No, no, he's not. No, good guy though. Um, no. But my most impactful is going to be Baker, um, just because he's coming in the quickest. The quickest. Or are you saying he's not the best career? No, I, I I'm gonna say I'm just gonna say he's gonna be the most impactful only because Browns fans are gonna want to see him play. They're gonna be um, over Tyrone. 
Right, I know the they just got the same as Manziel then. The same storyline. Right. Okay. Ty, they're going to get tired of Tyrod, um, and Baker's going to be coming in. He will come in this year, and uh, I, I just because I just don't think that Tyrod's Tyrod does mediocre stuff. I mean, he's okay. just a mediocre quarterback, and and Browns fans just don't fly for mediocre. Good for you guys. They want to go. Nobody they want to go for zero and sixteen of. 11-5, and five, making the playoffs immediately. You know what? And they did some things in the draft that they they, they could make some noise. But, like I said, I, I think that Baker, I mean, he's just he's just going to have weapons all around. Got Josh Gordon. They got Jarvis Landry. Um, they got, uh, last year, number one on their depth chart was Corey Coleman. Yeah. So, and he's their third wide receiver out of the bunch. So, um, and they got tons of playmakers around them. They're, they're, I think Baker will do fine, even though his height isn't there. They are so into Baker at this point. Um, obviously, after drafting him at number one, um, they really like uh, what he's about. And uh, uh, I might be biased by saying, you know, he's he's going to be the most impactful guy just because I'm a Boomer, Boomer Sooner fan. But um, you know, he's just got he's just got that heart and will um, that a lot of guys just don't have. Um, but if I wasn't gonna go Baker, it's gonna be Josh Rosen probably. Okay. But so you think on the fire underneath Josh Rosen would be impactful? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I don't think he's gonna he's get it this he, year. Yeah, he's but. behind Bradford right now. Right. And the, I think the owner or coach came out yesterday and said, if the season started now, Bradford's our guy. Right. Which you yeah. should, because Bradford's right. the veteran guy who's been in the league for forever. Another boomer sooner. Yep. Got so many of them out there. Yep. Um, but the thing with with Bradford is, is he'll play three games get hurt. That's just the reality of his career. As was yeah, three yeah, games or eight games, he's, his knee is weaker than Big Ben's ankle, <laughs> and he's gonna tear it again, or he's just gonna get. He's just he's brittle. He's a brittle yeah. guy. He's made a career out of, out of being hurt and being the backup quarterback forever now. Right. Now, whether Rosen gets to play now or week three, four, five, whatever, he'll get in. Right. Absolutely. The quarterback that's gonna start from the get go is Sam Donald. You think so? And I think he's going to have a chip on his shoulder because the Browns can pick him. Yeah. And he's playing. He goes from big market in L.A. to even bigger market in New York. Playing Now he's going to be underneath Eli in that city. The Jets mm-hmm. haven't had a winner since Mark Sanchez. Yeah. They are hungry and thirsty for a winner, and he is going to be their savior. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so they are ready to, they're ready to go in New York. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they're always rowdy, but oh yeah, I mean it's New York. It's, that's how their market works. They're ready. I think he's gonna be the most impactful immediately. Okay, I could see them starting the year out like four and two, and the season going, their, their city going nuts. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, we'll see how it plays out. Obviously, yes. I mean, there's a lot of intangibles that that's gonna go on in the off season. Guys could get hurt and whatnot. Yeah. But, uh but, yeah, I think they should have done a little bit more to their offensive line, but they did not. They did not. You're yeah. right. You're correct. Now, looking at the best quarterback overall, who you gonna, like career-wise? Career? Josh Allen. Man, I hope I hope he has the you're best hop on the, Jew, the Jewish train there? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Josh Allen. Oh, Josh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, yeah, you're, 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 going, yeah. you're okay. You're going to Buffalo. Yeah, going to Buffalo. Bill's Mafia. Yeah, I think J.J. McCarron will get his chance in oh, Buffalo. Oh, baby. You know how um, thirsty I They got, they got Calvin Benjamin this year, didn't they? 
Then yeah, the they got no. They got him to trade in midseason. Oh, okay. Yeah, they've had him. Yeah, so he'll he'll be uh, he'll be a a good target, big target that uh, I think he's I think I think he's gonna do great. We'll he's got that huge arm, big arm, huge arm, uh, elite sized hands, uh, looks good in shorts. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I hate that so. Much. <laughs> I hate that so much. Oh, oh, he threw one from his uh, knees from the 40-yard line at the goalpost. Number one quarterback. <laughs> All right, McShay. Uh, or that Kuiper. That's Kuiper Jr. Yeah. I love that. No, I think I think the best quarterback overall, I, I'm excited to say, I, I think Lamar Jackson is going to shine. I think he's going to be the first quarterback, especially playing under Harbaugh. Harbaugh's family is supposed to be like the whisperer of quarterbacks. Obviously, the big right, uh, obviously, yeah. obviously, brother in, in Michigan not doing too hot, but, I mean, when you have a ring in, in the NFL, you you got to hold your head up. Oh, right? yeah. You know what you're doing. I'm excited to see what Lamar does. I think if Flacco gets hurt, as he got cut, concussed last year against Miami, he got smacked. Remember the helmet came yeah. off? He was bleeding on the yeah. ear. Lamar steps up. I think the team around him, they got weapons everywhere. They're going to be dangerous. Yeah, yeah. They 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 can make some noise in uh, in that division. That's for sure. Huge, huge, huge. So, anything else before we sign off on the podcast? Um, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Thank you for having yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Do we have any questions? No, no questions. No questions. Oh. So we, we, we're we're going to try to get some people on though. Yeah, yeah. We're going to try. We're in the works. We're not going to drop any names until it's official. But uh, I love fast food burgers. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna Woo! we're gonna try. We're gonna try to get some more uh, people on here. Yes. So uh, we're gonna I'm gonna make some phone calls and see what I can do. And uh, Bobby will make a few more, and uh, we'll see what he can do. Yes. So. Uh, Hopefully we can have some guests in here. And if you guys want to check this out, you guys missed this podcast and don't want to rewatch the entire thing, I guess I could put this on, on Facebook, I will. iTunes will be on this later tonight and tomorrow morning. So if you're working out tomorrow and want a nice hour podcast your workout, come check us out. Uh, J&B Podcast on iTunes. Brett Campbell, Soupy Soup. Yep. Joining Thanks us. for having me again. And absolutely, thank you. We'll have this every other Wednesday here in Cincinnati. So everyone out there, be safe. Awesome. Thanks. Let me sign off.